0: Amen. they could not keep him in that grave. Amen? Amen. So glad that uh, you're here to help us celebrate uh, today. What a glorious time we've already had in worship. And uh, how about all of the music that we've enjoyed today? (laughs) Amen. Amen. We uh, are just so thrilled that uh, we can be together in in in-person worship. We're also thrilled to have an online community with us today. You can follow along with me on the outline in the church app if you want to do that. Our scripture today is from Luke chapter 24. It begins with verse 1. As you are able, let's stand together for the reading of God's word. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene. Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. And you may be seated. Uh, Well, good morning, Christ Church. This is the day the Lord hath made. Let us what? Joy. And be glad in it. Amen. He is risen. He is risen. I love that ancient cry of the church, and uh, I hope that uh, you are just thrilled because of what God has done through His Son on this day. It is good to see you Easter Sunday morning 2021. Thank you for joining us on this special, special day. And How are you doing today? Great. I love to hear the greats. I know that uh, many of us come to worship and uh, we're already lifted up, but sometimes we show up and we We have need. We have the need to be uplifted. And, you know, is there encouragement in your faith today? Is there spring in your step today? I hope and pray that your being here in person or your being here online will be a means of God working special in your heart, in your life today. Isn't that what God does when we invest time in worship time with Him. He, he is the one then who impacts our lives for good. Amen? Amen? We've been following the footsteps of Jesus in this series titled Holy Week. And we've been asking, you know, what happened those last few days of Jesus' life? And, and what did it all mean for those earliest disciples? And, and what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus' today we know that in Matthew, Mark and Luke in three of the gospels Jesus said these words let's let's read them together if anyone would come after me he must deny himself take up his cross and follow me those words as the disciples first heard Jesus utter them I'm guessing they probably wondered what does that really mean for me and we know that uh, it's a good question that we're all called to wrestle with as well. What exactly does following Jesus mean for you and I today? We've seen that Jesus was very intentional about the last week of his life. We remember that on Sunday, that first Palm Sunday, it was a day of celebration and raised expectations. He had pointed to himself as the long-awaited Messiah by intentionally coming, riding into town on a donkey, as Zechariah had prophesied. Monday, remember, was a day of strong emotions. Jesus came in toward the city, and he wept over the city of Jerusalem because of the spiritual blindness of so many. They they were not able to see and understand who he was and why he had come. And then he went to the temple, remember, and he got angry. Because rather than it being a house focused on prayer, it, it had gotten all of these distractions built up around it. And so he said, I gotta, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of some of that. We know that Tuesday was a day of teaching. And the people flocked to hear him. They, they hung on his words, but the leaders... Uh, the, the scribes, the Pharisees, and others tried to trip him up. They tried to trap him in his words. But Jesus continued to confound his critics. And he continued to just point people to the kingdom of God. We know Wednesday was of Holy Week was a day of preparation. Not a lot said about what happened that day in the scriptures. But we imagine he was getting ready for The struggle and the suffering that he knew was coming. Thursday was a day of fellowship and remembering with his disciples. They celebrated, remember, the Passover meal together. That great celebration of God's deliverance of his people from their slavery, their bondage in Egypt. In the middle of that Passover meal, Jesus initiated a new sacred act. Holy Communion, he said, Take this body, this bread that's broken, and and drink this wine as a sign, a symbol of my shed blood. Do these things in remembrance of me. After Judas' betrayal, Friday began with treachery and injustice. Jesus' trial before Caiaphas was full of false accusations And then Pilate, the Roman governor, he recognized Jesus' innocence. But in the end, he turned him over to be crucified anyhow to appease the crowd. It was a grave injustice. Later that day, we know Jesus was crucified on the cross. As horrible and as torturous as that was, remember this. It was his death that paid the price for our sin, for our forgiveness, for our salvation. That's why the cross is so central, so central to our Christian faith. On Sunday, the day of his resurrection, their sorrow, their despair was changed into great joy. The disciples had been defeated. They had been devastated They thought it was all over, but with the news of the resurrection, everything in their lives changed. And here we are 2,000 years later, in light of all that has happened in human history since then, and in light of all of the great world-shaping events that are happening in our world, even today, we still have to say, No other event has shaped the world and has shaped our lives like the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? There is just no one else quite like Jesus. Let's watch this.
1: I fall on my knees Cause You're great
0: You can post amazed in the chat. When we look at the full breadth of the life of Jesus and everything that happened surrounding him, it is an amazing story. It touches human hearts and it changes lives and it gives people hope where there is no hope. Jesus' story sets people who are captive in sin and fear, it sets them free. Jesus' story who finds people with hopelessness and despair, it sets them free. Persons who are captive in guilt and shame, Jesus is the one who can set us free. His story brings healing. It helps us to become whole. We love Jesus because His life, death, and resurrection, in it, we see great God's great love for us. And if you haven't received that gift of His love, of His grace, His forgiveness, if you've not welcomed the Lord and His salvation do that today. Today's a great day to be doing that. Simply pray, Lord, come into my heart. Come, Jesus, just touch my heart and move in my life. Today, we're celebrating the good news of Jesus' resurrection from the dead. I want you to consider with me some of the impacts of the resurrection that first easter first of all i want us to call attention to the fact that amazingly the disciples were changed they were changed you can write changed in the chat the most telling evidence of the resurrection is not necessarily the empty tomb but i would say the transformation of the disciples their devastation turned into great joy Their fear was transformed into holy boldness. Amen? In less than two months after the resurrection, they went from being cowardly disciples locked up behind closed doors to being courageous apostles who stood before thousands proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Their transformation. This dramatic change speaks loudest about the truth and the power of Jesus' resurrection. Consider these other arguments that point to sound evidence of the truth of Jesus' resurrection. Notice this, the disciples came back. The disciples came back after his crucifixion and his death. What happened? They scattered. They were out of there. They eventually hid themselves. Some of them thought about going back to, you know, their former, their former lives, but instead, instead they came back together. Why? Why would they do that? Only the resurrection would give them the the galvanizing conviction to come back together. Only the resurrection could have kept them together, sharing their faith throughout their lives. All of them sharing the story of their time with Jesus and their witnessing the resurrection. Sharing that story, all of them, even unto death. The disciples came back. Notice another important argument for the truth of the resurrection. The empty tomb was first reported by women. Now because of the place women occupied in culture then compared to men, if you wanted to create a more believable story, you would have had men discovering the empty tomb. But as God intended, God's ways are... Not our ways. God, as he intended, women were the first to see and hear of Jesus' resurrection. The evidence suggests that the gospel writers told the story as it actually happened. In God's providence, the women first discovered and reported the empty tomb. Some more compelling evidence. The Apostle Paul's testimony. Paul was a respected Jew, he was a Pharisee, he had had actually gotten, remember, quite involved in the persecution of the church, of these early Christians. But then he claimed to have had an encounter. Then he said, something happened that changed my life forever. And what was that? He The risen Christ appeared to him on the road to Damascus. As Paul, who was previously named Saul, tells the story in Acts 22, 7, Jesus said to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Now why would an important and influential, intelligent, and very intentional man like Paul, change his beliefs and jeopardize his life and his freedom. He did it because of what he actually experienced. He witnessed firsthand the risen Jesus, and it changed his life. The disciples came back and were filled with boldness. The women were the first to report the news of the risen Christ Paul's life was turned upside down on the road to Damascus. Because of the resurrection, these and, and many other disciples' lives were changed. And so are we. Jesus' resurrection has the power to change you and me. To change us. Our lives, our hearts Our views are changed through faith in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. How has that happened? Well, one, our view of death is different. It has changed. Again, you can post changed in the chat. The women came in sorrow. They left in joy. Amen? The resurrection, it gives us hope and joy in the midst of death even as we might walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even as we one day might face our own death. If Christ, Jesus' resurrection confirms our instinctive conviction that death is not the end of our story. Amen? In Christ, we don't have to be afraid. If Christ has been raised, then we too have the hope of being raised with Him in glory. 1 Corinthians 15, says, Where, O death, is thy victory? Where, O death, is your what? Sting. It has been swallowed up in victory. As a Christian, at a Christian funeral, you know, there is, there is sorrow and there's, there's loss and, and there is sadness, but there is also profound joy in the middle of all of that. Because of the good news of the resurrection. Our view of death has changed. Our view of Jesus has changed too. When the angel first announced his birth in Luke, he said, remember, do not be afraid. And when the angel announced Jesus' resurrection to the women again, in Matthew 28, 5, we read, the the angel said to the women, what? Do not be afraid. The truth is, we're always tempted, aren't we, to somehow be afraid of God. Jesus' resurrection says we don't have to be afraid anymore. God has come, and he has nail-scarred hands. The angel, he loves us that much. We don't have to fear God. Instead, we find ourselves compelled to love him, to give our lives to him, to say, Lord, help me to become who you want me to be. Transform me by the power of your spirit. Our view of Jesus has changed. The good news today is Christ is risen. It's a simple message, but it has profound effects and implications. If Christ has been raised, if he is alive, then everything about our lives is changed. And that's exactly what we believe. The angel had it right in Luke 24, 5 and 6, when he said, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is what? He is risen. Friends, that's what we believe. He is risen. He is risen. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we thank you for the joy of this day. Christ the Lord is risen today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those earliest disciples were changed by the glory of Jesus' resurrection. They came back. They stayed together. They sacrificed their lives. We can see, Lord, that they were changed from cowardly disciples to courageous apostles. Their lives were transformed and were never the same. Lord God, can that happen to us? Yes, it can. Our lives can be changed too. We no longer have to live in fear. Instead, we're free to love you and to glorify you and to receive your amazing love and grace toward us. Lord, give us the same holy boldness they had. And if we don't have it, or if we don't yet have you, Lord, draw us close. Strengthen our faith. Help us to say, yes, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, into my life today. Yes, Lord Jesus, let me live by your kingdom and according to your Holy Spirit power within me so that we too can be truly set free, so that we too can truly live lives fully alive. In Jesus' name we prayed, and everyone said... Amen. Amen. Hey, I hope the message spoke to you today. If uh you know you would like to talk more about it with someone, uh if you have questions, uh we want to hear from you, you can either Contact us or you can visit with one of our prayer partners over here at either side of the, of the altar at the end of the service. Maybe you joined us today and you'd say, Hey, you know, I, I have some praise reports that I want to lift up or I have some prayer requests. If you've got those, go to the website and let us know how we can pray for you, how we can celebrate with you. Has God uh, been blessing in your life? You know, giving back to God is one of the greatest ways we express our gratitude, and you can do that in all kinds of ways. You can text to give. You can you can go online to the website. Uh, you can mail in contributions. We have a contribution box uh, as you're leaving as well. Has uh, you know we're going to have some announcements here in a moment, and then we're going to sing a great song, uh, a great song of response.
1: But watch this right now. Happy Easter, and thank you for joining us. Parenting has never been easy. Do you know a parent who is hurting because of choices their teen or adult children are making? We have a monthly support group for hurting parents that meets Sunday, April 11th, 5 p.m. on Zoom. In April and May, youth will be meeting for Wednesday night worship in small groups from 6 to 8 p.m. Don't miss an opportunity to connect your 7th through 12th grader to the Christchurch family. Parent to Parent is for families with young children who want to be the best parents they can be. We'll continue our discussion of positive discipline instead of quick fix discipline. While the kids finish up their Easter treats, take an hour for yourself and join us this afternoon at 4.30 p.m. You can find all this information on our website, cumctulsa.com.